Good afternoon, YouTube, and welcome to the first ever filmed Jeep and Bubba podcast. This is the 31st recorded Jeep and Bubba podcast, and today we have an interview as promised. Uh, we have a couple interviews to do. Uh, I'm in my office here at Black Bear Off Road. I would love to have this person here with me today because he's a lot of fun, and we would just talk for a couple hours until we realized we needed to go do adult things. But uh, I have on the phone with me today, due to coronavirus and social distancing, the editor of S3 Magazine, Jonathan Woolley. Say hello, Jonathan. <laughs> What's up, guys? How is everybody? <laughs> so the funny thing is, every time we introduce ourselves to other people, I'm like, this is Woolley, and he's like, hi, I'm Jonathan. And then he's like, this is Bradley, and I'm like, hi, I'm Bubba. So yeah. like, I like the slang nicknames, but you, you, for some reason... For a dude that has dreadlocks, you're kind of formal. I'm formal? I mean, when you, and you're formal with your introductions. Uh, well, you know, I feel weird every time I... If I shake somebody's hand and go, hey, I'm Wooly, they're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you are. <laughs> they're like, take it back. They're like, are you messing with me right now? Is that like an air joke I don't understand? Yeah. Or, so yeah, I usually just say Jonathan while the person that's introducing me is saying Wooly, and it's yeah, so yeah. confusing. But anyway, my last name is Wooly. Yeah, truly. Um, so I've just been Wooly since second grade. There were three Jonathans in my class, and yeah. I became Wooly. See, there was three Bubbas in my class, so I had to go by Brad. <laughs> <laughs> No, when I'm in the South, I always introduce myself basically as Bubba, unless it's a business meeting uh, uh, or some fancy place. But in the North, you don't necessarily, there's kind of a negative connotation towards Bubba's up North. Oh, come on. Yeah, they think, they're like, oh, it's just that Bubba that works on cars. And I am that Bubba that works on cars, but it's not, <laughs> I actually have a college degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so since you're not here and so you won't get read, uh, I was going to say, I actually kind of fanboyed Wooly before he knew who I was. Because I was – so I got started um, with trucks first, mini trucks, and then I went into imports. And that's kind of when I discovered S3. And then due to I think maybe MySpace or Facebook, I realized Wooly was local and then I was like this dude with dreads that had a, I thought a killer CRX and ran a cool magazine. So it was like, I mean, he had features from um, Rutledge Wood in the magazine. Like he knew Rutledge and Rutledge to me is like my spirit animal. So I was like, this guy is really, really cool. And then now fast forward to where we're at, we go wheeling all the time and um, do fun stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just to whatever, fast forward the last <laughs> years. I grew up around around sports cars, um, and then, you know, got my license, got my keys right as the import scene was really starting to hit in, like, the late 90s. So, obviously, that's the way I went. That was, like, my generation. Yeah. Um, it was, that's how I met Rutt back in college, you know, like, mm -hmm. with, it was this car camaraderie and stuff, and... Um, and then I kind of went the other way, started with cars, and then as I got a little bit older, got a family, and uh, was going through my 30s, I was like, dude, Jeeps are family cars, and yeah. I had a family car, you know, they make them in four doors, now. look, let's go, and, and like the bug kind of, man, I was in Hawaii, and we rented one, and it was like two, 2013 or whatever, and, and that's where the Jeep got me, 
and then I got back to Georgia, and I was like, man, I don't know, Georgia's not Hawaii, maybe it was I was caught up in the moment, you know, running around on Atlanta's interstates, a Jeep might not be what I want, Sure. but like two years later, it was still, <laughs> still what I wanted, and I was finally like, alright man, there's only one cure for this thing. I had a buddy that uh, worked at Rugged Ridge, and he was like, just go get one already. <laughs> Okay, man, I'll do it. You know, and we went and had it sunk within 100 miles of buying it. So. Yeah. My, I mean, for me, it's kind of similar because um, I didn't have a family yet. But I had, like, I just got married, and I had, like, four cars in my yard that didn't run. And yeah. I needed something reliable. My buddy had a Cherokee for 800 bucks, And then yeah. that was it. I mean, I took it off-roading once, and it was like, that's it. We're done. We're hooked. So... But I had I had a Nissan 720 uh, mini truck. I had a lowered Miata and a hatch Civic at one point. So um, yeah, I called yeah. that one that that one was the lunchbox. It was awesome. But um, and none of those were worth more than probably the wheels on my current Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, dude. I think a lot of car people like to to categorize themselves as as you know, oh, I like imports, or I like domestics, or I oh, like sure, yeah. off-road, and I think an enthusiast is an enthusiast. I mean, I think, you know, coming from, again, my background, my dad raced vintage cars, you know, so that's mm -hmm. what I grew up around, and I think as an enthusiast, you have to look at, at what Jeep's done with the Wrangler over the decades, and, and, like, it's significant. As an enthusiast, you probably should experience that it's a very unique sure. type of vehicle it's very pure even i know people rip on the jk's and the jl's and the four doors but like sure. considering what else is out there right now like it is a very it's very pure to its roots sure so, uh, i always tell people from the car side of the world you know like as an enthusiast you should experience it it, mm -hmm. it, it very well could change your whole life i think i'm gonna have to have a jeep for the rest of my life now. I will you know definitely I mean? like, have I to have a Jeep the rest of my life. I can't life. imagine life without it. You no. know, I can't. I just, I don't know, man. It's brought me closer to um, Georgia. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's a nature. I appreciate the seasons. Mm -hmm. Like, now, winter is okay. I used to hate winter time, and now I'm like... But it's a different season. That's so like, that's when I do 90% of my wheeling is the winter. That's what yeah. I have the most time. And it's actually... You, can see more on the mountains because there's less leaves. Yeah, and I know most of the guys listening are Jeep guys, so I'm preaching the yeah. fire here. Yeah, you're but, you know, like the, the, the other thing is, I mean, just to, you know, to whatever, reassure Jeep guys, like, coming from the car world, it was solo, man. I was, sure. I was the only one in the car. I mean, oh, yeah. You can't go with me when yeah. you're in a two-seater. Yeah. An obnoxious one at that. You yeah. know what I mean? That smells like gas. But, like, but, but a Jeep, we can go to the North Georgia mountains. Sure. And, and one thing I've learned is you don't have to be doing like sketchy stuff to have a blast. Like you can just oh, yeah. go ride mild, calm, scenic trails and have a really good day. And, and it all kind of revolves around that Jeep. You know what I mean? It all revolves around, hey, let's go take the Jeep out, you know? And, I think there's and also something to it. Like you were talking about like having your wife ride with you or like a friend or whatever. When you have a ricer that inherently is going to be loud at some point, no matter what your intentions are, no matter how a good of a boy you are or a good of a kid, 
you're going to pull up somewhere and some old person's going to look down their nose at you. But if you pull up in a Jeep anywhere, you're going to, like, get the nod. Like, yeah, that guy's oh, all yeah. about bald eagles and freedom. Anyone from 16 to 106, yeah. like, appreciates the Jeep. Yeah, and that's the thing. I used to... I used to feel like I wasn't a Jeep guy because they were too common. And then I got one. I realized I'm totally a Jeep guy. I cut the roof off of whatever I own, and I have dreads. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I I love the outdoors. Like, I am a Jeep guy. And then as soon as I got one, I realized that whole culture behind it and the camaraderie. Like, Like, anybody from 16 to 106, you know, you instantly have stuff in common with these guys. Sure. It's great, man. It's a great culture. And compared to my friends that, that do, hey, I'm not knocking the car side. I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody should have everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there's the car for the for the mood. But, like, my buddies yeah. that do track days, man, they pour so much time and effort and money just in, in track fees and gas and, and consumables. And, sure. and that's if they have a great weekend and they don't break, it still costs them $1,500. If- you know what I'm like? Bro, we can go the whole <laughs> weekend in the mountains for gas and sandwiches. Like it's just, you know, it's 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 just a great time, man. And you know, I mean, I have a, a six-year-old little girl now. Yeah. And the memories that she's having in this thing are lifelong. You know, sure. like you're kind of setting the stage for you know that that kind of background and foundation and who she's going to become, what she's going to see is important. You know, is it mm-hmm. going to be material things or is it going to be nature and and I'll, I'll hopefully she'll have the memories of man man my dad was awesome he had a <laughs> and, you know, like, so, I don't know I mean I, like I said I'm, uh, I'm Daryl Daryl from JCR his dad had a CJ uh, when he was born and he likes to think he was made in that CJ <laughs> <laughs> he very well could have been he might have been I know his dad pretty well and that that could happen um, <laughs> his dad like yep yeah. So taking it back, so uh, Wooly is the editor of S3 Magazine, and yep. um, that's basically kind of why and how I know him. So, um, I mean, we had different run-ins over the years of imports, but when I started working at JCR Off-Road, um, we kind of somehow made the connection on uh, Facebook, and then um, we talked before because we were talking about doing something with your Jeep. But I think the first time we actually met was in Vegas at SEMA. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, like, I knew who you are, like, sure. David Windsor used to Yeah, my brother Dave. used to go with my boy. <laughs> like, and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, but honestly, I, I, I thought, oh, no, this guy's going to get me hurt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then when you went up to JCR, that's kind of when I was like, okay, you're the he's, Georgia guy. He, you're okay. Yeah. I made the connection. He's legit. But yeah, yeah. So I guess I first met you at SEMA. SEMA. You guys were dressed what, like Yetis or Pizza Boy? That was, so we had a Yeti in our booth, but we were. It was '90s Saved by the Bell. No, no, maybe that year was the Pizza Year. Um, I did it in '16 and '17. '16 was not. We dressed as '90s outfits, and '17, yeah, we did. Uh, um. The Pizza Delivery Boys. So, okay. Yeah. And see, that's another thing that I latched onto with JCR. Because <laughs> I was like, these are my peoples, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like, and, and that was my stereo. Yeah. 
type, you know, when I was first kind of getting into the Jeep thing and how I felt, maybe I'm not like your average Jeep guy, you know? Because, yeah. you know, I was just kind of, I don't know, more more beachy, you know what I mean? Like, sure. it's hard to explain, but I felt like, man, maybe a Toyota's my vibe, and I was like, nah, it ain't. It's it's not, but um, then I met the JCR guys, and I was like, okay, yeah. all right, these guys are silly and fun, and these are my people, for sure. Sure, yeah, I mean, we did, like, we, I mean, we have to say that it's stupid, but it's actually really smart branding. Like, oh, yeah. stupid videos, but it's really smart branding. And, um, I mean, that was their whole vibe is what made me move to Michigan, which is still crazy to think that I lived in Michigan for two years. But um, their videos and stuff were amazing. But, anyway, so we got, I get back from Michigan from JCR, and I hit you up. I'm like, hey, I'm going to open up a shop at some point. Actually, what I didn't mention in the history was... Uh, while I was at JCR, uh, you put me in my first magazine, so my JK got featured, it had a big tagline, smells like tater tots, which is kind of a <laughs> inside joke, which is now hanging in my office, I can see it from where I am, and then um, I moved back, and we went wheeling in like the first two or three months I was back in my Cherokee, and you fell in love with the Cherokee, so you featured that, and then, yeah. um, and then we just put steering on your Jeep, which will be kind of my third mention in uh, S3 magazine so yeah, um, yeah. besides S3 I've got I got mentioned in um, uh, four-wheeler magazine uh, in just a little blip because I had high-sided my Cherokee so I'm like staring at the sky and I sent the picture into them and they and it was good enough I guess to make like the <laughs> the uh-oh corner of that magazine which kind of segues my point um, that magazine was owned by 10 network and basically, 19 of the 21 titles from 10 just got closed, um, as far as they're not going to be printed anymore. And yeah. uh, I remember calling you that day, and I was like, hey, congratulations, you just became the number one car magazine in the world. Not that you weren't already, <laughs> but <laughs> basically all of, maybe your competition, but like any other magazine that was out there, it's, I mean, there's very few now. I mean, what do you think yeah. about that? Um, it's kind of weird, you yeah. know, like as an independent magazine, you develop this very punk, rocky, fighter yeah. attitude about you because our whole time, whatever, coming up. Kind of chip on the shoulder. Yeah, very much so because, yeah. yeah, exactly, because they're pop, they're mainstream, they get all the big numbers and everything, yeah. and you're over there like the starving artist that's like, you know, like yeah. battling this big giant... <laughs> and um, and you know as media was changing and as print was arguably dying you know we were seeing titles go one by one never really had a big effect on anything you know good or bad it just was kind of like oh my gosh really they're gone but then boom yeah. in December of last year 2019 um, like 10 which is the enthusiast network uh -huh. which is part of Discovery Channel yeah. they just blindsided kind of I guess I guess the higher ups kind of knew what was coming, obviously, but a lot of people just got blindsided. Down to the yeah. staff, down to the advertisers and the industry, because sure. everybody's putting together their 2020s, you know, yeah. their plans and everything, and then boom, on a Friday they just killed it all. I mean, um, hindsight's 2020, though. I mean, Corona would have killed them anyways, probably. I mean, for as much um, overhead as they have, <laughs> and covering all the events that they did, you know, like. Uh, yeah. I don't mean physically killing them. I mean killing their yeah. brand. 
And now that they're all, I mean, so Motor Trend, you know, is a part of that, and they're has the Motor Trend channel, so some of, a lot of the figureheads like Freiburg, like Roadkill, and uh, Dirthead Dave, and, and Fred, you know, all those folks are still putting out videos, but, um, and then and three of the titles are still out there, but, um, yeah, it's gotta be hard. I, I, I mean, I know you just put out, you were saying this week a magazine was going to the press, I bet that was fairly difficult with not being able, I mean, you had a lot of show. I remember... I was like, can we go wheeling in uh, March? And you're like, no, I have an event every weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that was the plan. You know, March is sure. normally when everything starts up again, and then it, it got all shut down. So, um, yeah, it's it's been really weird for a magazine that goes out to events and does all of that. I mean, the mm-hmm. good... The good thing for us is, you know, we've always been the, the quote, smaller independent magazine, you know, we can work from home, we can run lean, we work on a lot of advertisers that are in for the year, so, you know, so far, this hasn't really changed much Mm -hmm. for us, um, other than just bothered us, you know, because it's, it's hard to have, you know, sit at home, but, um, but, uh, you know, the, the concern, we'll see. I'm, I'm trying to stay positive and not go down that rabbit hole of, like, but what if. Sure. You know, but, well, the um, but what if could actually be a huge thing because um, when it's all over, events may be at first kind of like people dragging their feet, but then by the end of the year, we're all so pent up that we can't stand it. We have to go to an event. Corona's 99% killed. Um, everyone's healthy and it's like you're the only guy covering it yeah I mean that's you know that's what we're help or sorry that's what we're hoping yeah. for um, you know our thing is listen this is like a forced quarantine right this is not True. like a natural recession there's a lot of pent up energy here yeah. from, from being at home and so mm-hmm. when this thing as soon as we get the green light and it's you know deemed safe to kind of get back out there, I think you're going to see a lot of the car community, like, explode in full bloom, you know what I mean? Like, sure. everybody's going to be buying, there's a lot of pent-up buying energy, right now people are staring at their Jeeps or their cars, and they want to buy stuff, and some yeah. are, but some are a little bit worried, like, am I going to have a job next week, like, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't, but once once we slide back into normal life a little bit, sure. I think all of that stuff, I don't know about you, but like... I'm saving money. I, I yeah. have not. I never realized how much I spend on Mexican food <laughs> until last month. When I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm spending. So I'm not saving money. I'm spending money in different areas now that right. I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fun. Well, I just, I just opened my dream shop. In the worst recession in the last four years, uh, with and pandemic, um, this street that I'm on usually had crazy traffic. I don't even see like a car pass, and um, actually online sales have picked up quite a bit. And I'm really, I'm really excited to see these Trump checks hitting tomorrow and some today. What that does for online sales and people, um, which again another good segue. We were talking about before we came on. If somebody wanted to subscribe to your magazine, you're running a pretty sweet deal right now. So if they get their Trump check and they got 20 bucks, what do they get? <laughs> yeah, so we've been doing this since 10 close, not necessarily 
to try and capitalize on on all those magazines closing, sure. but to just try and bring back the um, or people remember what's so cool about print, you know? Because yeah. um, uh, I don't know, we just feel like print is a cool form of media. I love print. It's obviously, it's not the biggest now. Now we're in an era of like larger than life numbers, you know, mm-hmm. and all this kind, of, and that's cool. But I love the fact that print still leaves you to your own conclusions. There's yeah, no I listened, you were live with um, the guy from Import Alliance the other day, and you were saying a point that I never thought about, but like when you see the brand new NSX, and someone makes a comment like, that thing looks like a catfish, or that thing looks amazing, that starts to sort of form your opinion, because maybe you trusted that person, or maybe you don't even know that person, but with a magazine, it kind of leaves something to your imagination. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'll get back on the subscription topic, but yeah, to go down that path, because I really do believe in it, like, I think that the fact that we're giving a microphone to every idiot on the planet right now through comments on social media, like, it's affecting things in a lot of ways, man, I'm seeing it, especially in the car world, because Mm -hmm. younger, tuner, import, 20-something-year-old kids are much more impressionable impressionable than your average jeep guy who's maybe a little bit more like you know he knows what he likes but like you know what i mean you see a new car oh i know exactly what you mean well i mean you see and i think we're seeing that reflected in cars because somebody like toyota makes that frs and and you you know like you read about it and you're like yeah "Yeah, that'd be a cool little commuter car a fun a to b car and then first comments like oh my gosh 26 grand for that Uh, (laughs) it only makes this much power there's no turbo i actually like the frs i think it's a good looking vehicle i mean that's what i mean like in a magazine in the old school way of media you would look at it and be like huh I like that. Well, or if you, you if like, you have a little less confidence in your opinion, you can easily be swayed on. Right. Yeah. Right. It happened to me. I mean, the internet was happening, but I didn't have an Instagram yet. I built a YJ like for myself, and then I started working for Nitro Gear, and they're like, "You have a Jeep, right? We have an event coming up. You're doing outside sales for us. Just take your Jeep with you." I brought that YJ. And it was like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Um, I had—I mean, it was cool. It was on 35s. I'd like cut the fenders. But every single booth had a JKU in it. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to go buy a JKU now. I mean, yeah. I was... And you know how many like young guys came in and were like, this thing is so awesome. I can't believe you fit 35s with this amount of... Li-. I mean, like, you know, you have to like check yourself and if that I would have been posting pictures of that YJ back in like Instagram days I'm sure there would have been some hate like you know that's cool but um you know my long arms cost more than that whole thing or something you know I mean it would have just yeah 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 well yeah and it's just taking the creativity out of things Mm -hmm. and you know that's my problem with it yeah there's a lot of great things about social media that's my problem with sure. it, is, it is it's just it's it's just exploiting things the, the greatest thing is it gives us a voice so we can get on yeah. there and be like let's save the dolphins but at the right. same time there can be a video of a guy punching a dolphin so <laughs> right. it, it works both ways <laughs> yeah it does and, and it's, it's ultimately up to the end user you've got to be confident enough and strong enough in yourself yeah. to, to know what you like and which know is hard know. when you're young so we see young people like all going down the same path and buying. I mean, I, I'm with my, my brother-in-law doesn't know anything about Jeeps and he's 24 and we ride down the road and he's like, 
what do you think about that Jeep? And I'm like, well, without, without you knowing what I know, it's not that bad. Knowing what I know, that's terrible. You know, <laughs> for him, like, he's like, oh, why? Like, I like the angry ice grill. That's kind of quirky. Like, I like these wheels. Are the And I'm like, well, that's China. That's China. That's China. You know, I don't know. But, it, it, um, yeah, so you see a lot of the youth doing stuff just because they saw it on Instagram rather than, like, going to somebody at a show or finding someone else in the Jeep community and asking the question, um, hey, what do you think about this? I mean, when I had, I had an 86 S10 as my first vehicle, and my next-door neighbor was, like, 70, and I asked him everything. Like, yeah. hey, do you think I'll get more horsepower if I do? Or what size wheels and tires do you think? Because he knew, like, he hot-rodded back in the day. That's yeah. not that's not what we're getting out yeah. of social. No, yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, going out there and doing it in real life and making your mistakes and stuff, that's all part of, like, each person's learning process. Like, yeah. and now everybody's just quote learning on line and skipping the steps but the steps are necessary man it's sure. part of it's part of the fun you know you gotta screw up it's yeah part of it. well everyone's an influencer so they don't want to mess up their personal brand so they've got to <laughs> conform and then they take a little bit from everyone and then they make this universal thing and they don't what they realize if they just stood out on their own like if they built the coolest tj or cherokee out there they would way stand out past yeah having a moderate JK or JL yeah. or whatever. I mean, the, yeah, the, the vibe behind the magazine is very much, you know, what we were just talking about. You got to yeah. do what you got to do. You don't yeah. have to worry about everything that everybody says on the internet. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not about the cars at the end of the day or the Jeeps or what you got or whether or not you have a Rubicon. It's 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 about the people, man. It's about what you sure. bring to the, the stories. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of... The vibes. Yeah. I mean, half of the Jeep thing is the people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. the fact that it's the nicest group of guys that I've ever met, you know, willing to help. I mean, geez, we see it on the Georgia Jeep pages. Yeah. Someone will be like, hey, my dumb cousin got his Sonoma <laughs> stuck out here. Here's the coordinates. And I live two hours away. I'll, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me an hour and a half. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Yeah. We're loaded up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's, you know, there's, and I know there's, there's judgment in the Jeep world, but compared to outside the Jeep world, there really is very little. Judgment. Well, I don't think there's a Honda, not to make fun of Honda boys, but there's not a yeah. Honda community page where it's like, hey, I just ripped my old pan off on uh, speed bump. Can one of you guys bring me another one? They'd be like, ha, ah, loser. I hope you have to tow yeah, it. You should have done it like this. See, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Like, I see it all the time. Even the Jeeps that are kind of a little overdone, like cosmetically sure. or whatever. Yeah. Like people are like, that's cool, man. I mean, if that's you know, you like if it. That's like your it, thing. You know, yeah. So, I actually yeah. really like them. I really like them on like 22s or 26s or whatever at SEMA. Like, I think they're hilarious looking. Like, yeah. Like, that's cool. The, I don't like them lowered unless uh, I kind of like the like the old body styles, like slammed or even like um, the, the SUVs, like um, the Renegade. Like, if you slam the Renegade, I'm down with that. Dude. I always, if I just had money to burn, yeah. I want to do a little front-wheel drive turbo renegade. Yeah, you know, just I'm, little, that's cool. I'm down with that. Terror, if I see a TJ, LJ, JK, or JL lowered, I'm upset. Like I don't, it yeah. just it doesn't do it for me. But um, yeah. but if you were to slam a YJ and put a 
an LS in it, then like I think that's kind of cool too. I don't know why that's acceptable to me, but it is. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. <laughs> okay, so the subscription, what do you get? Oh yeah, okay. So subscription, twenty bucks, you get a uh, a two year subscription plus you get a pretty radical T shirt. Um, and uh, and we send that to you right away. So if you subscribe, basically, uh, we go ahead and grab the shirt and the current issue, throw that in the envelope and get it out to you. So at least you get some immediate gratification. You don't have to sit around and wait on a magazine for months or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we got one going to press this week, um, God uh-huh. willing. So yeah. that means in uh, three weeks or so, that one should be showing up at people's mailbox. I got the shirt and I really like it and it's soft. It fits yeah, good. man. It's, yeah, good... it's not, y'all. It's not one of them two dollar shirts. No. Throw you know one yeah. color on and call it a day. I mean, it's got print front and back, and it's yeah. it's pretty cool. It's a nice shirt. It's one of my going out to eat shirts. It's not a wrenching shirt. I mean, basically, we lose our butts on every magazine subscription we sell. Uh, you know, like the theory, a lot of people don't understand this about magazines. Like, we don't make money off a subscription. Yeah, I didn't we think do, so. We do. You know, we do. We make 20 bucks, but like that cost gets eaten up. Half sure. of that, more than half of that's gone on the shirt alone. And then by the time you print a magazine and ship it. And your it, burrito you know, habit. What's that? Your burrito habit. Yeah, nachos, yeah, nachos. You know, you count the, yeah. the green salsa hot sauce. <laughs> but like, no, but you know, I mean, the idea is we want people to read the magazine and hopefully bond with it, connect with it in some way, and then, and then you know, ultimately that brings more advertiser interest, and then that's where you, in theory, make money. Without, <laughs> I'm not going to say you guys' numbers, but I know like what a full page for you guys typically runs. Yeah. When I first heard that number, I was like, that seems a little hot. Then I recently yeah. heard what, like, a full page in, like, the Times cost. It's oh, $45,000. Yeah, yeah. I was insane. like, what? <laughs> what? I, I, I could mean, build two Jeeps. Or I could I run know. one article or one thing. And it's, like, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. So you guys are nowhere close well, up to and that. And that's the thing. Print is expensive. There sure. is an inherent cost with print. And, and you guys run a really high-quality print. It's like got uh, like a like a, a velvet feel on the outside to it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, we use thick paper. We use matte finishes on the cover. And I think that's kind of where print's going for a lot of people these days because sure. really the, the print that's left now is kind of like in this renaissance period because, you know, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about 10, but, sure. you know, they're kind of the Justin Bieber of media. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. have big numbers, sure. but it's all corporate and whatever. You know, yeah. it's kind of sold out stuff. Um, and I, I think feel like is, I, some of, I not to knock their contributors either, but, like, if you read some of their technical articles, they're yeah. very driven by the product they're trying to push. Oh, dude. So I it's mean, like if they're trying to sell, you know, Bob's uh, shocks, then – it's they're gonna, how to change a shock. First, go online and buy Bob's shocks. Only at bobs.com. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. seriously? <laughs> well, dude, I've had a couple of friends that have gotten their, quote, dream job with those magazines uh-huh. back, you know, before they went under and, and got really disenchanted and yeah. ended up leaving because I had a friend that was a designer. You know, he put together two of the magazines, I think, and, um, and he was like, dude, 
It, they literally like okay. So a photographer shoots a car, for example. Sure. There is a middleman that works for the company that kind of throws out the photos that aren't applicable to their advertisers. Yeah. So he's like, I basically <laughs> get like the ten photos I'm allowed to use. And they go here, go do your magic. But he's well, like, it's just not. Yeah. You know, it, it, they take all the the art and the magic out of the job for sure. Yeah. And so that's a good thing. I think the print that is surviving is a lot of times it's independent, you know, like we are. So it's small teams. Um, they're usually very passionate. We're not doing it for the money. I can promise you all that. None of yeah. these remaining magazines are, like, getting rich, flying around on Friday. Well, this, this podcast is and my YouTube channel is also not for money. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not paying the bills. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think the magazines that are left, there's probably a lot of pride in those, and then yeah. a lot of that times it's it's reflected in the paper quality and stuff that they're using. I think you're seeing a lot of magazines go to like quarterly now as well, mm-hmm. which we are. Because um, sure. the monthly monthly translates into garbage content and sure. garbage paper quality because it's yeah. just too impossible to turn them out like that. What I like about quarterly is I forget about it, so yeah. then when I get it, I'm excited. I'm very yeah. excited. I'm like, I forget that it exists, and then boom, it pops up. You're like, oh, hell yeah, they're still around, man. I don't know if there's that. Maybe someone can leave comments on, on that watches this on YouTube, because some, some people will only consume this as audio on my podcast. But yeah. um, I read magazines, in my opinion, really weird. I pick up the magazine and read it from the back forward. That's, oh, really? That's the only way I read a magazine. I want to flip it, because it flips better, I think. I, I kind of agree. I mean, so, I'm left-handed, so I'm kind of with that. But what I always do is I always go to the editor's note. Yeah. You know, like the little thing in the front, and I read that. And if that guy is like saying something, yeah. you know, if he's trying to like really, you can tell if he's. If the editor's right? not Jonathan Woolley, I will not read the editor's <laughs> notes. <laughs> and like, and like, you can tell. Or Guy Haney, or or you know. You can tell if it's from the heart or if it's sure. like. Yo, so I was just so <laughs> stoked to go to Formula Drift. And, uh, you know, you're like, oh, man. You know, like, it, it's, I don't know. Hey, I, so, I saw you post today that the uh, Formula Drift is going to be uh, in my backyard on July 4th. Yeah, to kick off the season. At Michelin the season. Uh, Road Atlanta. So literally, um, well, we can start the day at my house and then roll over there. Dude. <laughs> and uh, I, know, I know for all you Jeep guys listening out there, like Formula There's drift, not a Jeep guy that doesn't like drift, though. I mean, I how can you not say, like drift? It's like a college football <laughs> game. It's just yeah. a party. Like, yeah. it's, it's where you want to be. So, you know where I live in conjunction to the track, and yeah. I can smell the rubber during drift. And I, yeah. I can hear the F1 cars when they run, but I never smell anything. But on drift days, I can smell it for three days. Yeah. And there's yeah, less mosquitoes. I'm excited about that one. We've been cooped up. Yeah. And then they're going to go and just cause, raise hell on 4th of July. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be like the ultimate America party. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. And, and I, I posted it because I'm like, all right. Like, there's a little bit of hope here. Come on, man. We got a date. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. People are getting excited. So. I've got to get excited because some of the Jeep events that were supposed to happen in June have, uh, not excuse me, uh, like in, in March, April, May, and some June are all getting shifted now to like July, fall. And I'm I'm slower with in, in the fall. So I'm like seeing these fall dates pop up 
And I'm yeah. like, this is great. Like, I can make these. All this other stuff was like during my busiest time and season. So I'm yeah. pretty excited for events. But you know, I'm a. I think live events were starting to die a little bit, anyways, in the Jeep world. So I'm a little concerned about like where live events are going as far as that's concerned. Um, well, you know, I was going to ask you because for me, sure. like, I, I did not get a Jeep to go to a, a live Jeep sure. event car show. Like, that's not, that's the opposite yeah. of why I got a Jeep. I got a Jeep to go away from everything, mm-hmm. you know, and to, and to go get lost. So I was going so to ask you, like, in the Jeep world, which ones are like the must go to's, at least in this region? Oh, yeah. Well, if you're serious about just doing off-roading, then the Jeepers Jamborees are the best. Like, they're two three-day event. Like, you can do it. Sometimes they're two days, three days, four days. You pay a set amount of money. They provide all the meals. They have spotters on all the courses. Um, and oh, they, they set them up all over the U.S. So that's like, if you want them just off-road, like, you don't have to know the course or you don't have to know the trail. There's going to be someone spotting you. There's someone shoving pizza or burrito or coffee in your face like all the day <laughs> so that's like the great but if you just want to go to like in, in the southeast or even in on the east coast if you want to go to like a vendor show um jeep beach in daytona um yeah, yeah, yeah. then the new new like i i started calling it maybe the sema i used to call jeep beach the sema of jeeps but now jeep invasion and pigeon forge is the new SEMA, it used to be a one-day event, now it's a two-day event, and uh, it's in the LeConte Center, and they pack it out. It's You can't find parking within, like, 10 miles. Um, wow. I think, I want to say they had, like, 6,000 Jeeps in attendance last year. Um, Holy cow. It's massive. What is that one, do you know? What's, oh, it's, uh, it's always in the fall, like, uh, okay. August or so, I, late August, early September, something like that. Yeah, so it's uh, safe right now. It's, it's safe right now. Um, and then, that's, I mean, I was looking at Jeep Jam. It's been happening a few years now in, in Panama City Beach. Um, they've changed a lot with it over the, t- at the beginning it was just a show, and now they're having, like, concerts. The last time I went, like, uh, they had a country music concert at the end now that one's moved to like the end of june so i'm kind of looking at that because it's like even if you don't like the show you're in a good destination you're in panama city beach um but kind of the dirty little secret about those shows is a lot of the vendors basically go to sell and and brand and promote a lot of the people that show up are new so they read jeep event and they're like that's an hour away from me or two hours three hours four hours whatever and then they they flock to it and then they get sold to, like, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> the veterans that have gone to it two or three years, a lot of them, they do stuff outside of the event because they know, okay, okay we're all going to meet here, but we're actually going to hang out on the beach. We're actually just going to go to the after parties and hang out and talk <laughs> and, and network. And then yeah. we might just ride the obstacle course and then leave and go to lunch. So, um, yeah. So if you're like in the north area, Bantam is the big, big show. That's the original home. They made uh, the first Jeep was made in Bantam, Pennsylvania, for two years yeah. before it moved to Toledo, um, yeah. where it's been made ever since and is still the most American vehicle ever built and still built. 
So nice. they make the Cherokee um, and the Wrangler in Toledo still. Okay. And it's ninety eight na- yeah, like ninety like ninety eight percent American. Alright. Yeah. That's Ooh. pretty hard to say. Although the it, Tacoma it, it, is actually really close to that. The what is? <laughs> the Tacoma. Oh yeah. right. Yeah, it's really close to being just as American as far as like <laughs> as far as like the parts where the parts come from. So yeah. and, and where they're assembled. Um but yeah. Yeah. That's cool. My buddy didn't know that about a Chevrolet. He bought a new 1500, and I was like, you know this is made in Mexico, right? He's like, no way. I was like, look underneath here, and there was a tag on the frame that said made in Mexico. I'm like, he's like, but it says made in North America. I'm like, well, it is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, Mexico. yeah. Technically, yeah. Yeah, but they build good cars in Mexico. They do good there. Hey, man, my Fiesta ST came out of Mexico. That makes sense. You know, I, I would like to do... Um, Baja one day. That's like a dream. Like I want, yeah. I want to do Black Bear back Black Bear Pass, which I'm doing this fall, God willing. I'd like to go to Moab, which is we just passed Easter Jeep Safari. That's the huge out west event that they do. Besides the Rubicon um, Jeepers Jamboree, Moab is you know the well probably is the number one biggest event. Um, King of the Hammers is a big event out in Johnson Valley, California, which they right. weren't able to have, but. This was the first year, and I don't know, probably 60 years they haven't done Moab. Um, but yeah, I'd like to do those events, but Baja would be would be amazing. And I think I want to do it in a Beetle. <laughs> so, Go for it, man. Yeah. But I also want to do, um, what's that race we were talking about the other day? The Gambler. That would be... Gambler, yeah. I think we need to build a Miata for that. Yeah, or, you know, you like or an old, cool. like the old Fiesta, the three cylinder. <laughs> you know, dude. Like, yeah, I, we we actually are running a Gambler, uh, the Tennessee event in the next issue, which nice. was kind of like a switch up, real quick. Because when all the events got canceled, we were like, okay, well, let's we need to fill up some of this content, you know, in the magazine. So I reached out, and somebody was like, yo, I just went to Gambler in Tennessee. You want some photos? <laughs> and, dude, after, like, that, he wrote about it, you know, for me, and sure. he sent the photos, and yeah. I'm, like, all in. I think it's the coolest thing. Yeah. I've been following it for a few years, in the, like, on YouTube, and I think it's amazing, and I'd love to go do it. I'd like... I've always wanted to do racing, like be some kind of driver in some kind of race. And that format, I feel like, makes the 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 way they do it. It's more like you have to go do these a hundred obstacles or objectives, or yeah, you don't have to be the fastest vehicle or whatever. I feel like that makes it an even playing field. Where like, you know, if I go to Road Atlanta and somebody was. They started off in shifter carts, and then they moved up to sprint cars, and now they're doing road racing, and they've got an unlimited budget, and I'm in a spec Miata, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do similar stuff. I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, and my dad was a huge, still is, Porsche guy, Mm -hmm. but like back in the 80s when Porsche guys were like legit yeah <laughs> you know and uh and so i grew up around the porsche club and all the porsches come in through or a lot of them come in through jacksonville and brumos and all that and they used to do these rallies and they were so cool man and i don't know maybe you guys know about this and i'm just being repetitive but like sure. they were road rallies but it wasn't it, it was like count the waffle houses you go mm, by yeah or, 
or turn on the street named after a president. And this is before internet and all that. Sure. You know? And so you had maps and you're trying to figure this out. You'd be like, oh, Lincoln Street, Lincoln, you know, and you go yeah. down there. But then they turn you around. And if you didn't count the Waffle House, the second time. <laughs> and anyway, it was all these games and you couldn't, there was checkpoints and you couldn't arrive too late, but you also couldn't arrive too early to try and keep people from just hauling ass, you know? Yeah. Um, so they kind of gave you a check, a, a, tech, a checkpoint time slot that you had to, like, get in there. True. Um, but, man, that stuff was fun, you know? It was, it was a lot of fun. So to do something similar off-road is epic. Yeah. You know, like, that, that'd be super cool. Um, one thing I didn't touch on, I sort of did, but... So you do have a Jeep, and you talk. You talked about being a Jeeper, but we didn't really talk. You have a, a JKU, and yeah. we think it's a four inch or three and a half inch lift. We don't know because something like that. For some reason, you somehow got a Frankenstein kit. That was <laughs> and, and and so now we're figuring stuff out as we go. Uh, yeah. But we just did steer smart steering on it, which was amazing. And then, um, but yeah. So what do you think? I know, you know, being a car guy, but, like, what do you think, uh, I, you know, have you gone to, besides, like, I know SEMA, you were in the off-road area, but have you ever gone to just, like, a Jeep or off-road event? No. No. So uh, that's something, buddy, that would be, you might would really enjoy that, the first one. Like, at this point, I've probably done between 60 and 100. Um, yeah. Like, no, I did 30 in one not. year, like, 21 years. So now I'm kind of like, a, you know, I walk into my, hey, Frank, hey, Bill, hey, Rusty. Like, hey, you know, you hey. know everybody, and you know what, you know, oh, I've seen that build. It's, I've seen it for six months while they are building it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be interesting from being a car guy. Because one well, thing... That was part of the, the best part about, one of the best parts about getting, like, into the Jeep off-road world mm-hmm. was, like, all the Man, I was stuff. like born again because I had become that guy. You know, I was I was just jaded. You know, when it comes to like the car side of things, yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it all. We go to SEMA every year, and True. I really don't care. People be like, "Oh, what cars are there?" And I'm like, "Dude, who cares? The same. <laughs> you know, different but the same. It's the same every year. You know." And, and then when all of a sudden I got like super into the off road stuff, and like I, I was seeing it like. For the first time, I was seeing SEMA and all these other events, like, oh, yeah. like you know, like these, you know, it's just like, oh my god, did you see that? You know, yeah. and I was walking through the off-road hall, just freaking out and totally obsessed. I, I have to say that I'm a little disappointed in SEMA, like, but of course I worked it and I got yeah. maybe an hour of the two years I went there, like actually walking around. But I thought for some reason. Kind of like a country musician going to Nashville, they think they'll just make it by being there. I thought I was just going to run into everybody who's important and, like, somehow something amazing was just going to happen to me just for being there. And then yeah. what you figure out is, like, everyone there thinks the same thing. And they're, they've got they got a ticket through a buddy who owns a body shop and they don't actually work at the body shop. They just went there to see Kim Block's car or they just went there to see all the... Uh, wheel girls down in the wheel section, wheel and tire section, which is ridiculous, by the way. Um, yeah. All, but on the on the flip side, I cannot believe the magnitude of vehicles that get fit into like one square block. Oh yeah. If there was a fire, how much money would be lost? Yeah, I mean, it, like it's a billion ridiculous. dollars in cars. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like li- literally, we're there for four days, and and like as a magazine, we're walking the show. You know, we're getting yeah. content, we're meeting with advertisers, and we still don't see it all. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Um, and that's the thing; it, it is insane. I've and, only and, seen three of the halls, and I would I was there for you know ten days of, over two <laughs> events, and but I what we would work for eight hours. And then I would sprint where I wanted to see something for 15 minutes, and then we'd go to dinner. But, see, yeah. dude, I've been there all, all four days <laughs> for the past 15 years. Yeah. The crazy part that you didn't get to see, or maybe you did somehow, but, like, when we break down stuff, the yeah. lack of security when you're breaking down things is unbelievable. Like, during the day, there's a lot of security, but when you're breaking down your booth, like, you can probably drive somebody's <laughs> you could probably pick up 10 or 8 boxes of like turbos <laughs> and because everyone's just in this like SEMA's over we're exhausted yeah. carry another box to the car like <laughs> yeah. and it was like yeah. weird to I me been but there. I've been there after hours it's so weird yeah. super weird um but yeah I and I'm hoping SEMA is a go this year I hope to slip in with S3 Magazine and um and infiltrate that, but I, who knows? I think it'll be a go. I, I think, think so. it's it's going to be in everybody's heads a little bit. You're going to think twice before you, you know, yeah. randomly shake hands or what? You know what I mean? I'm I'm wondering how long the effects of are we just going to fall right back into regular life? I hope so. I or told my wife a little bit more apprehensive. You know, one thing my wife didn't know about me is besides tying my shoes, washing my hands is my second least look forward. To thing to doing every day third brushing my teeth because i just feel like those are like they're essential you have to do them but like they're just tedious nothing's gained activities tying my shoes is my number one least favorite thing to do i sometimes wear flip-flops to work and then put my shoes on just to avoid tying them right off the bat to begin the day but yeah i don't think i have a single pair of tied shoes yeah i don't like tying shoes but then washing hands is the next one and i'm almost like you know what i'm willing to get sick but with this corona i've washed my hands more in two weeks than i have in my whole life yeah combined Uh, same here dude i'm not i'm not a germaphobe Mm -hmm. at all and now to be so aware is is freaking enslaving dude i I am woke <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't freaking stand it, dude. Because I'm the same way. Normally, I'm like germs. Nah, you yeah. need germs. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm building up my immune. So it's like, all right, I got sick. I played the game, but what else did I not get sick from? And now I'm super strong. But with this Corona, it's like there's so many unknowns um, about it. But yep. anyways, I want to finish off this, but I kind of want to tie in Jeep things, um, kind of with it. Is there anything? you've learned just by owning your Jeep or we've gone wheeling a couple times is there something that maybe your Jeep taught you Mm, I don't know I mean I kind of touched on it Um, okay a couple things I already touched on the fact that it's brought me closer to the beauty in my own backyard meaning Mm -hmm. Georgia I was always the type of person that looked afar for happiness like man if I was only living in Hawaii and Hawaii is like near and dear to my heart but like if I was only out there, and then I realized, you know, even when we're riding Trey Mountain and you go through some of those sections where all of a sudden everything gets green and, oh, like, yeah. there's a waterfall, and it's green even in the wintertime, it's like, holy crap. I mean, this stuff, there is so much beauty in the mountains and the hills of Georgia 
that we don't see from the scenic overlooks in our cars, or we darn sure don't see it from Atlanta traffic, but it's there. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's that's one thing. The other thing that like Jeep ownership has really taught me is you don't even have to be off road to really enjoy your Jeep. Yeah. You know, I try and explain to my car, oh, yeah. like, listen, dude, just driving to the mountain bike park is like therapy and it's a different i mean look driving little sporty hatchbacks or whatever and ripping through the back roads of georgia Mm -hmm. that's also therapy but in a different way you know what i mean like that just driving the jeep is so relaxing on the road um that i you know i don't think it's like an off-road only vehicle i really do you think Um, though is there anything that gives you as as much like anxiety beforehand than wheeling because I don't think, besides, oh like, God. maybe if I have to, like, present something in front of people the next day, I might. And even then, I'm not, like, that worried about it. But, like, no, if I'm going wheeling like, the next day, I am, like, I can't sleep. I'm amped. And then, like, I mean, I know I've talked to you. I've texted you. I'm like, hey, you want to go wheeling, like, two months out? You're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Then, like, two days before, you're like, are you sure we should do this? The day of, are we really doing this? <laughs> the first obstacle of the day, you're like, is my Jeep really going to do that? <laughs> but then, like, midday, it's there's, like, something that passes over, and you're just like, yeah, let's do more. Like, do you get that that anxiety? I, I get it. All right, so. I get it bad. I get a little bit of anxiety before we, you know, before we go out. And I think mm-hmm. I just call it, like, the packing anxiety. Like, even if I'm packing oh, to go yeah. to Disney World. I get the anxiety uh-huh. as I'm loading up the Jeep of like, oh man. Did I bring enough like, stuff? What are we getting into? Is it going <laughs> to rain? If it rains, why are we putting ourselves out here? If me you and know, you were going off-roading, it's going to rain. Yeah, I know. Be, <laughs> for some reason, when we and Bubba go out. Like the worst rain of the year. The worst freaking conditions happen <laughs> that day. And both of us are in like this Mexican standoff where we're like, oh, God, you're down, bro. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. So we both go. Like uh, a hey, I'm not scared. You scared? I ain't scared. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do uh, it. We probably uh, shouldn't. Let's do it. I mean, the anxiety compared to like the day before going out on a racetrack is nothing. Like, oh, that gets me kind of, you know, like, okay. the, the butterflies before going out on track is a lot worse to me. My limited but, skill on a racetrack would, would keep me from being worried because it's like, well, I could only do so much. I think maybe the fact that I, I think you get to hide behind maybe a little bit of, like, I'm the car guy, so if you get stuck, it's okay. But I'm, yeah. I literally call myself Jeep and Baba. If I get stuck, if I break something, it's like, What? Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. I've been messing. I've had my car for my Jeep for four and a half years, yeah. but I still play the I'm new at this. Car. I know. <laughs> well, we <laughs> went. We went like, to. Uh, like, Bubba, what? You gotta guide me. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Well, we went but, to Charlie's that one time. I was in the Cherokee, and the uh, and Charlie is like usually an inch deep, but that day it was a lake. Basically, the the little creek was a full on. It was deeper than the Chattahoochee that day. It had current. It, it had, had current. Like moving current. And so I pull in my thirty fives, and it's over the tire, and I back out, and I was like, "Listen, you're gonna have to do it first because you're the bigger tires." You're like, "If you're not doing it, then none of us should do it." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it, but I got no problem. Turning around and, going back out the way and Russ, I think Russ was on like. I don't know, 33s or maybe 35s at the time. He's like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you weren't having it. Yeah, let's get out of here. 
But and I, that bothered me so much. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I want to float this thing down the river. But I, I, the bad part was I had already sold the Jeep. Like, I knew it was going to sell two days later to a guy. So I'm like, if I float this thing down this river. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, that, was a, that was a special day. We always get the best weather. Some days I get home and I'm like, why did I put myself through that stress? And then I well, start thinking of the stories and the memories. And I'm like, that was one of the greatest 10 days of my life. Dude, I told you I went back there without Bubba. So I didn't have my little security uh-huh. blanket. Yeah. And I was back with my buddy uh, Bryson Richards in a built-up Porsche Cayenne. Like in a, a first-generation yeah. Cayenne. And... Uh, we went yeeting through, not that big <laughs> lake, but like a smaller, one of the crossings was up, uh-huh. and, uh, and he hydrolocked it. Yeah. It was, like, it, 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 it was like sunset. It was not cool. We were having a great day, and we're, you know, it's one of those times where you're having a great day, and you're like, all right, let's just give it a little <laughs> right here, and then he hydrolocked it. Maybe that's, like, the, oh, maybe that's the thing. When you're like the most experienced guy on the trail, you carry all the anxiety, but if there's like a more experienced person, like because... When I used to go off-roading with Daryl, I didn't worry about anything because he was then the most experienced person. And yeah, because, like, you're a parent. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like kids don't stress anything because oh, they're yeah. like, all right, take care of me, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so we had to get Bubba out. Or, I'm sorry, we had to get Bryson out. Sun's gone down now, you know, and we're going out of this thing. And I hadn't been there since I was there with you. Sure. And the the creek was a freaking river. Yeah. Um, and so we're coming up to this thing. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm pulling this cayenne. You know, like, I can't stop and, and look <laughs> at it. It's pitch black. I can't really tell what's going on. I just got to go for it. But, you know, and, and luckily it wasn't anywhere near up as high as it was that day we went. Last we time, I went like two months later and there was children just sitting in it. Yeah. They were yeah. like they were sitting on their butts and it wasn't coming up past their legs. Like it was. I, Bryson, Bryson wouldn't believe me. I'm like Bryson. I'm telling you last. Well, I have I pictures here, of it. We'd have been in above trouble. Above a 35 inch tire, yeah. um, and I felt it. Well, I pulled in halfway and I felt it moving me. Uh huh. And I was like, I'm gonna float. And I didn't back then. I didn't. You couldn't see the path. Um yeah. And if you take the wrong, the path is like. Well, I've even seen videos of guys mountain bike through it. Um, yeah. When it's low. Because there's a good enough path, but there's not. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, we've talked for a long time. Um, but if you get your Trump checks and you want to buy a subscription to S3, you guys are uh, United States, Georgia-based, um, awesome car magazine that covers Jeeps, imports, all kind of stuff. You've told me what the next magazine's going to be about, and I won't share that, but the concept is kind of different than anything you've done before, and I'm really excited to see that format and I'm like I am like um, a quarter mile from your old stomping grounds of the tannery I can see one of the tanneries from where I'm at but the one you were at and I've actually thought today I passed where you guys used to be and there's a big open parking lot right next to it and I'm like you know when this corona thing's over I think we need to have a truck and jeep me like right here and and then crush some cold ones and eat some chicken wings at the tannery uh, row have you been to that tannery row place yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Back in those days, it was probably Pizza Pub. Yep. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is I won a karaoke contest at the Pizza Pub back in the day. Really? Yeah, the second year they held it. The first year, I came in second, but I got in first the, ne- the second year. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. 
But my family was very supportive of me doing something at the local pizza bar. They were okay with attending that. <laughs> you know, if it was like, if it was at the school, not as many of them would have showed up. Right. <laughs> right. Speaking their yeah. language. Yep. All right. Well, I really appreciate you being on. Actually, you were working on lowering a truck. And so we'll let you get back to your I-beams in that, uh, that old <laughs> F-150. I'm excited to see that thing. The wheels yeah. are ridiculous on it, but hopefully, I'm hoping you have to cut a lot of sheet metal out because I think that's good for content. Yeah, we'll see. I have no idea what I'm doing. Quick backstory: This is literally Grandpa's old truck. It's my wife, <laughs> my wife's Grandpa's old truck. He passed like 15 years ago, um, and then my mother-in-law got the truck for sentimental reasons. So out of respect it, for him, you decided to slam it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's two-wheel drive, so I didn't want to lift it, and I'm yeah. not going to leave it stop. and you stop, can't leave it so stop. Understood. I'm, I'm, I'm going shop truck style with it. We'll mm -hmm. see what happens. No, that'll be really cool. I think it'll be great. <laughs> I'm enjoying working on it. I've never messed with, like, a truck, man. I'm feeling real American right now. I think the best thing about jumping into something new is you don't know all the headaches that lie in it. Like yeah, now, when I start, I don't care to find out. I'm just sure. going at it. I'm you just go at it. All up online. I'm yep. just going for it. When I do stuff on Jeeps now, like I know, like this is a. We were talking about your corner armor that you just got from JCR. Yeah. I'm like, I know that that's a pain, but like, doesn't it look bad? It doesn't look bad. I'm like, I guess I just leave you feeling that way about it, and then, <laughs> and then there's other stuff. Thank I'm like, you. it's super easy, man. It will be done in like two hours. It's all good. No problem. Yeah. As, as long as we listen to reggae and and uh, have some cold beverages, then we're okay. I know. For being like a dread-headed hippie like Rasta dude, I've got a short fuse when it comes to working on cars, man. If something doesn't go my way, I'm, like, I'm getting ticked. Well, you fast. seem but very... But then I get over it fast, too. I'm like, whew. You seem very yeah, youthful. Very, you seem very youthful and playful, but then people don't realize you're actually old. Yeah, I'm old as crap. Yeah, yeah. You're basically, I, my cousin says it this way, am I, am I the oldest kid or, or am I the youngest adult? Is, which one is it? I think in your case, you're the oldest kid at the kid's table. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. It's that Jimmy Buffett mentality, man. I'm growing older, but not, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Jimmy Buffett. I was trying to convince my wife the other day that, that Warren Buffett was Jimmy Buffett. There was a Warren Buffett was talking about the economy, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, before he made his music, he made his money in the economy, <laughs> in the Poor stock man. market." <laughs> and my and my wife knows nothing, no, zero pop culture references at all. So I almost had it, and she's like, "Wait, no, I think I've seen Jimmy Buffett before." <laughs> 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 so I didn't pull it off, but. Anyways, hopefully the people at home that love Jeeps and they're used to my normal format. My normal format is like 10, 15, 20 minutes on something very popular in the Jeep world. And then I've done, this is, I think you're the third interview. We had Russ on here. We had um, my buddy Bruce from Hammerhead Armor. And I think Bruce's was like five minutes and Russ was like 20, but I think... I, my I GoPro told is, you I was freaking wordy, man. My GoPro is flashing and it's been on for an hour. I don't know if that's true or not. I originally said this was going to be a 10-minute thing. Well, my bad. But I feel like, you know, I don't know if our viewers can feel it, but it, there's like a, it's like an organism once you start recording something. 
So like you feel the organicness either not being there or it's there when it's there. You just gotta make it. You gotta go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question: Are you gonna let your wife compost and start living off the grid? Whatever, man. I, I'm not. I, here's here's the problem. I'm not stopping her. I'm yeah. just not sharing the enthusiasm that she's having yeah. right now for a pile of dirt. Yeah. I literally was like, oh, whatever. And she was like, what do you mean, whatever? And I was like, I don't care. Crap. I didn't mean to. No, I care. <laughs> a dream. A dream of mine was like to be on a plane. Maybe a small plane with not that many people. It yeah. goes down on a deserted island with a lot of natural resources. And only yeah. a few people survive and no one comes looking for us. And I'm a part of those people. And I want to just live there forever. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. me on the beach. You know, I've got a couple like apocalypse people that like... I'm not that. Like, I'm not a prepper. I'm just saying isolation. Like, so here, I'm, I like isolation, but I'm on my cell phone constantly. So it's like... I need it taken away so that I can appreciate the mountain. Like now, I go to the mountains. I'm like, I gotta get this picture for Instagram first. Yeah. So we got. I hate that. That's one thing about uh, you know off road lifestyle yeah. that it, it it once the camera comes out, yeah. you obsess not you, but you no obsess over the camera. You know sure. what I mean? Like you're taking in the moment. You're enjoying Whoa. it. You're like. Shoot, I need to get a picture of this. This is rad. My friends need to see it. And then next thing you know, you're like, I can the camera. I can uh, run Trey the hard way in 30 to 40 minutes. I think yeah. the first time me and you did it, it was four hours. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, Bubba, stop. I need to get a picture of that. Hey, Bubba, stop. I need to get a picture of this. But then it got in a magazine, so I can't be hating on it. I know. I'm not hating on it. I like, I like, I love the green. Uh, no, I'm hating on it. It drives uh, me crazy. I'm a sucker. I like I, just when I see that like button, when I see that like button go, my dopamine just flares up. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I need some more of those likes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're such an OC girl. <laughs> um, hey, one thing I did think about today, and I didn't bring it up, and I'm now I'm dragging this on. I know you haven't been out that much because you've kind of self-quarantined. And I've been out a bunch. But don't you feel this coronavirus has a little bit of a 90s flair? Like, people are exercising. They're cooking at home. They're hanging out with their family. <laughs> like, I feel like the 90s are making a big, big comeback during this corona thing. Dude, I'm wondering what's going to happen to the hairstyle. Like, we've Ooh. been doing this, this weird... Fady yeah. like like mountain man meets like metro yeah. sexual. I dude. shaved my like, whole beard off in head hair. So yeah, what, what happened to the beard? Well, I I honestly needed to trim my beard to wear a mask, and it, not for. Uh, I was I was wondering if it was Corona related. It wasn't. It's actually for pollen. Pollen is killing uh, me right now. My allergies are killing me, and when I wear my mask, it was like mashing it down. Plus, I have yeah. the two month old. And he's been pulling on it a lot. So I'm like, you know what? Let me trim it up. And then by winter, I'll be back. To my, what am I, my personal style is lumber sexual. Lumber sexual. Lumber See, sexual. Yeah. I dig that. I've been trying to grow a beard since this corona thing, but yeah. just not much happens, man. And I saw a, a guy a like yourself point. the other day that What's had, that? I saw a dreaded dude. I sent you the video because I was listening to reggae, which only happens a couple of times a year. His he had a he had a legitimate dread in his beard. Oh yeah, like oh, a yeah. big one. Yeah, no, that's how you do it. Yeah, it looked so. gross. It looked like an egg roll uh, in his beard. <laughs> <laughs> it 
I like your dreads, but I but he he was really I like your dreads, but his were way too long. They were way too Rasta. Well, they were below his butt. Like they were way. See, yeah, but that's like a respect thing, man. He's yeah. earned that. Yeah, that he's like from North Carolina. Like <laughs> that's that dude. I like, played his stuff. Uh, uh, let me think of his name. Uh, I don't know. I played him when you're like, oh, that dude's just from like North Carolina or something. You're like, Soja? Uh, maybe it's the dude that sings Permanent Holiday. I think that's who it was. It's from like the Carolinas or something, but he's got yeah. the real Rasta feel. Yeah, man, yeah. it gets in your butt. Yeah, I like it a little bit. I like it a little bit, and then I need some contrast. Oh uh, yeah, so I don't need the contrast. Mm-hmm. I like a little depressing. That's why I like country music. You know. I like I like me like the Zach Brown. I like the country when it meshes in with the reggae, yeah. like the Gulf Coast country. I really dig that. Yeah, I can do but that for a little bit, any, but then it's like I need I need brought back down a little. Oh yeah, no. I like to ride the waves of emotions. <laughs> That's why I drive a Jeep. It's like I spend all a hundred percent of my money in profitability on my Jeep, and then it breaks, and then it disappoints me, and then I keep riding it, and then I <laughs> literally behind me in my shop is my my LJ with the transmission on the ground. So yeah. yeah. But it'll go back in Sunday. Actually, when I get off with you, I have to um, call and, and get the, the... They've been waiting to deliver the torque converter. But I said, I'm doing a podcast, so you can't disturb me. While <laughs> I even turned the sign around that said, we're not open, and locked the door. So I even turned the air conditioning off, so it would be perfect conditions. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting in a Pathfinder eating cookies. Yeah. I did drink a, I drank a bottle of Coke while we did this, but I have some Sweet Baby's Ray's um, jerky and some fruit snacks that need consumed here shortly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A Pathfinder? So, what? Say what? Who has a Pathfinder? No, me. It's the 90, 90 Oh, you're old. I was thinking new Pathfinder. Not, not the big cream puff Pathfinder that you know, yeah. they make nowadays. Sorry if you're... No, I I love I love your Pathfinder. Actually, dude, I love it too. That thing's I, great. I love it way more than I should. I I, I got this thing on a trade, you know, trading some junk stuff for yeah. some junk stuff, basically. We need you to know, do more with that thing. I forget about it. We need to go wheeling some more in that. I know it makes everything so much more fun. Like the Jeep soaks up a lot of stuff. Yeah, you feel it, man. I did try to push you a little hard the other day in that, and you were like, I don't want to break it yet. Well, I mean, if you guys are listening to this and you actually know Bubba, you know that he will push you right over the edge. You know? <laughs> you know? No, man, you'll be fine. You I'll save you. Challenge. I'll also you. save you. Say what? I'll also help you and save you from I know. death and disaster, and I'll help you rebuild it. But <laughs> but I will push you to push your limits. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to learn to let go a little bit. I, that's the reason I got this thing was to have yeah. one that I could just thrash. Well, I, I think the it. problem, and I've noticed it, but when Say we what? when we broke your when we broke your JKU that one day, you know, you haven't been the same. No, yeah, it spooks me a little bit. Yeah, we he's he broke spider gears, and they had to ride like an hour and a half on broken spider gears, mm. and. Yeah, and it was right at the end of the day. 
It was the yeah. last obstacle there, and you even you actually drove out. You did the obstacle, but um, then it made weird noises, and then it was like ah. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't know it was broken until I got back out of pavement and yeah. got up to speed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was another one of those, like, sunsetting situations where you're like, oh, right, it was, it was a beautiful day. day. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. It, it was, was a beautiful day. day, and then it, like, rained and was foggy on the way home, and you were scared that you were going to blow up, and it was... Well, because when they grabbed, it would throw you in oncoming traffic. And we didn't get nachos. It was like we were going to get nachos, and then... It, that's probably where we screwed up. Yeah. Anytime we don't get nachos, there's problems. It's the juju, yeah. All right, let's get some nachos and go wheeling soon. All right, man. Jonathan Woolley, thank you. Uh, you guys, check out S3. They actually have a YouTube channel. They're on TikTok, hot and heavy nowadays, Instagram, and in print, which is my favorite way to consume them. Like I say, I go right to the back of the magazine. I only look at pictures, and then I don't touch it for a week. And then I put it in my bathroom, so then I'll take the time to read the editors <laughs> left to right. But I go right, right off the bat, from the back to the front, look at the pictures. The pictures are awesome. If there's a Jeep, I might read the headline, but that's it. And then yeah, yeah. I go back. Yeah. Cool, man. You know, hey, hey, you know what was my first favorite magazine ever? Mm, highlights? Transworld. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would go in there and look at every ad, and it would say, send $1 for stickers. Yeah, yeah. And I would send the dollar and wait eight months and get my... <laughs> God, I love the 90s. <laughs> and, yeah, and then, you know, I'd get my birdhouse sticker, and yep. and then my friends would be like, poser, you don't have a birdhouse. <laughs> and I'm like, I have a tech deck that's a birdhouse, so suck it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think I did the same thing with Blink-182. Hmm. You're aging back, yourself. Back in the day. Back in the day. All right. Thanks so much. Have fun with the, with the F-150. And, um, again, you can check out Wooly on all the medias, including print. Yes. Yeah. Dude, uh -huh. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, bro. Absolutely. Good luck. See you, bye. Bye. Later. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed the first ever and super long <laughs> podcast. Originally, I told Wooly, I was like, we're going to do this for like 10, 15 minutes and keep it short. But every time I get on the phone with him, we have those kind of conversations. And I wish I would have recorded some of the conversations we've had about Hondas and off-road vehicles and Tacomas and go back and forth about what's better and what's not and why you'd want one. Uh, we always end up deciding that Wranglers are best as far as off-road vehicles, but we also talk about how we'd like a truck, and then, you know, full size is too much. And anyways, I just really wanted to have him on. He's a really cool dude that comes from a, um, a very pure automotive background and is really a big contributor into keeping a lot of the legacies going and is... Um, good at uh, treading lightly and maintaining the trails and he's really pushed me to do trail cleanups and things like that um, and just a good dude to know. I did like to finish this today by discussing something I do have. Um, the podcast and the videos are always technically sponsored by Black Barrel Fruit. It's my company so I don't always say, hey this podcast is brought to you by Black Barrel Fruit, but you're in literally in my office and literally my money pays for 
the cameras and the editing and the time and blah blah. But we just gained a real sponsor. Not that Black Rafter is not real, but um, I met a couple in our trail cleanup. Well, I met them before that through media and doing my podcast and things like that. And uh, without getting into too much, they are going to not be sponsoring um, the podcast and my YouTube channel. And um, they're really going to be helping uh, me with my website. My website needs help um, just really come to the next level. Right now it's kindergarten and we needed to go to college. Um, and I can't bridge that gap and there's so much that I want to do on the website as far as bring you guys more information, more media I want to bring you guys more stories and more adventure without you getting on there and seeing like I don't want to get on there and just be walmart.com you get that sense of adventure, you get to read blog posts, you get to listen to podcasts you get to see cool pictures and like see the whole brand thing but also be able to purchase you know Bumpers, armor, overlaying gear, whatever else. And so they're going to help me bridge that gap. And they've already done a lot of consulting with me, and they've been really great to work with. And I'm really glad to bring them on as um, uh, sponsors for this channel. Um, and I am just going to read something that they sent me today. And I'm going to memorize this for you guys. Um, but I'm terrible at... at I actually used to be a, a, a theater major, musical theater major in my first year of college. And my the hardest part about it is not getting on stage, not talking, not singing. It's just memorizing script. I always know the gist of stuff, but I tend to mess things up. So I'm just going to read this today for you guys, and then I'll memorize it, and then you'll be able to get it. But I would just like to say this podcast and YouTube video is sponsored by Tiffany Keel Designs. Now, I hope I'm not butchering the last name. We actually practiced it the other day. And he said it's a keel like a boat. Not like, I'm going to kill you. It's keel. And that's spelled K-U-E-H-L. Um, so it's uh, sponsored by Tiffany Keel Designs. TDK offers comprehensive branding and web design packages for your small business. You can visit them at www.tiffanykeeldesigns.com and get a free quote today. These guys are local. They're out of Georgia. They're in North Georgia, actually, in my favorite town, Dahlonega. And uh, they'll travel anywhere they need to be to go to you know, work with you guys across the state. They're fantastic. Um, I will get to a point where I do not have to look at that to say that. But I wanted to say it perfectly one time. And then um, you'll, you'll hear me kind of mention that this is sponsored by them. I'm going to throw their logo in and website at the end of this video. Um, but please check them out. If you're a small business or um, a brand or something like that and you're trying to take things to the next level, there's, for me personally, I didn't know where to turn because I knew graphic designers are extremely expensive and I don't know the difference between Fiverr or 48 hour logos or uh, 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 an independent shop or like a big ad agency. And so, you know, between the Fiverr and uh, VaynerMedia or uh, whatever else, you know, ad agencies, there are these independent shops that can actually really spend more time with you and really, um, and this is, this is my opinion, this isn't anything they said to me, they can really um, build it how you want it to be um, and, and into your needs. So they've come to the shop, they've looked at pictures, they've wheeled with me and done a trail cleanup day. Um, 
I became uh, friends with um, Chris. Uh, him and Tiffany are married, and they this is their business. But uh, Chris actually shared Grassy Gap Road with me, and so he shared um, this trail, and I went off roading in it. And then I was like, "Man, we should clean it up. It's really dirty." And then he came out with that, and then we just kept talking back and forth. And now I think I'm going to convert him from being a Toyota guy to a Jeep guy. Um, meanwhile, he's going to convert my website from being something I built on a free template on Shopify. And a lot of people like it, don't get me wrong, but it can be a lot better and I'm excited to get it ramped up. I had a little insecurity or a little a sinking pit feeling in my stomach about the website because I want to add more products, but I want it to be more streamlined. So um, to take it to the next level, I really needed a professional and I really think these guys are fantastic as far as that goes. So please check them out. Um, it's tiffanykeeldesigns.com and it's Tiffany Kill Designs, so you can check those folks out on social media as well. Um, I know they're on Instagram, and so you can check them out uh, on social as well and see some of the stuff that they have done. And um, you can check out our new website, blackbrowfroad.com, in a few months when they get all that revamped up. But um, blackbrowfroad.com is still live in the old format if you want to go on there and see my handiwork, who I have zero experience in that. Um, hope you guys are safe and um, secure and I hope you like the new format this is new for me uh, I am excited about this new format I'm gonna try to do mostly interviews in this format because just the talking videos can be a little boring I know this was just a talking video but when this corona thing has passed over um, I have some other guests in the industry that are gonna come in and do this with me and uh, I also have some out of state that will record it the same way we do with Wooly today, um, unless we see them at a show or something like that. Uh, so if you like the design, like this this setup, please hit a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Check us out on social media. Please support by buying things at Black Bear Off Road with your Trump money. Subscribe to S3 Magazine. We just hit you with all the spam at one time. Not really trying to spam you guys, you know I do this absolutely for free. I own this company, Black Bear Alpha Bear. We just opened this shop, and I'm just trying to show love to my friends who are based in the U.S., they're local, they're small, and we're just trying to get our stories and names and brands out there and offer some sort of value to our listeners and people who are you know, stuck at home or they're working and needing a way to escape. They can listen to this and learn a little bit about the industry. And, the, and I don't know if you listen today, but we'll drop some nuggets on... Um, the behind the scene things of magazines and advertising and the whole car industry. So hope you guys enjoyed that. I really enjoy you guys being here to listen. Uh, we've really seen a big growth in the podcast and I'd like to thank you guys for that. Um, guys and girls, I just say guys as in a general thing. Anyways, I'm done talking. I need to eat some beef jerky. As always, we'll be seeing you.